Hi, welcome to another episode of This Week with Drew. On today's episode, we got uh, How Was My Week? I was in Edmonton doing a comedy festival with Emo Phillips. And in big news, I learned about some gay monkeys. Yo, we got some gay monkeys in the jungle. Looking for the hungle. Looking for the hungry banana boat. I'm looking for a banana boat. I'm a monkey. Yo, this story is actually pretty cool. Hey, welcome to another episode of This Week with Drew. This is for Thursday, October 24th, 2019. If you're not going to the Drake, then you don't get a pickle dig in your mouth when you go to the Drake. I'm going to be here for the next 15 minutes talking to you about whatever. Thank you for watching or listening or doing whatever. Shout out off the top to my Patreons, John, Greg, Isaac, Joel, Mike, and Bubba, and Brees, and Marnus, and all my 118 homies, Calm, and PG, and Devin Johnson. What's up, bro? I think that's your last name, bro. Reached out to me, said he liked the podcast, man. Thank you. What up? Um, I, uh, how you guys doing? I hope you're doing good. Uh, let's see. I'm doing good. Let's see. Uh, let's see how was my week. My week is, was good. I was in Edmonton all week and I went there on Tuesday and, uh, I got there. And as soon as I got there, I met up with all my mother... My motherfucking homies from the hood, and we went to Coliseum Steak and Pizza. Had a nice steak, bro. I already talked to you guys about this, actually, on the last podcast. And I was in Grand Prairie, and that was the shit. And then I did the Edmonton Comedy Festival. So Thursday, Friday, Saturday night. A big theater in Edmonton, the Arts Barn, where the Fringe is. Edmonton, historically, very good theater town. I don't know if you know this about Edmonton. Longest running fringe in the world, man. More than Edinburgh fringe. It's the biggest, uh, second biggest fringe now. And it's one of the longest runnings too. And uh, so Edmonton, good theater town, right in the theater district there on uh, White Avenue. We were at the ATB Arts Barn. Or no, we were at the Arts Barn for the Edmonton Comedy Festival presented by ATB Financial. Alberta Treasury Branch Bank, where you put your money so we can fucking lose it gambling <laughs> that's what these banks guys do man they're just like yeah give us all your money and then we'll just go gamble with it <laughs> but i got a tie so you might get a lot more money back um so yeah i did that comedy festival and it was dope i got to work with emo phillips man this guy i am not gonna like i i don't want to take credit for this but i just have to tell you this joke that he did i don't know he'll probably be mad about it if i but he we're not friends and he doesn't watch the podcast so emo phillips classic american comedian does not want to be known as a joke writer even though he is a joke writer but this is his best joke all weekend he's going uh This is what I love about word economy, man. This is why I'm jealous of joke writer guys like that. Guys with this this word economy. Because me on stage, I sell it quite a bit. You know, maybe not a lot of shine. You know, a lot of shine, not a lot of substance. I might be selling myself a little bit short, but I definitely do put a lot of shine on it. Um, <laughs> and sell the bits, you know, but Emo Phillips, he sells them. But he goes up there and he just goes, uh, three things that make me laugh are my sister's nipples. <laughs> Boom, right there. And then he keeps going. And that's where a regular comedian would stop. Three things that make me laugh are my sister's nipples. And then that's where a regular comedian would stop. Then he goes, he takes it to the next level, and he goes, One of them is tiny. <laughs> I'm thinking, like, what? That's why it makes you laugh? Now he's absurd on that. 
So at first, you get this like paraprodocian, which is a form of a joke where the last part of the sentence changes the, the first part of the sentence. Because um, you think he's going to start a list, but then he just says three things and blah, blah, blah. But then he hits you with the uh, absurd exaggeration because you're thinking like one of them is called tiny. And you're like, well, that's a stupid. And then he goes through the third part of the line. He goes, one of them is called tiny. She wouldn't let me name the other two. <laughs> Now that's a fucking joke right there. She wouldn't let me name the other two. And that, <laughs> that's so fucked up. And that's what makes him a brilliant and and uh, un, unparalleled joke writer. Is because the normal comedian would have stopped at three things that make me laugh are my sister's nipples. And this guy goes, one of them's tiny. She wouldn't let me name the other two. Like, bro. And like every word hits. Every word slaps. You need every single word in that joke. You, uh, if you take out a word, none of the joke works anymore. And that's what makes a good comedian. And same with a good chef, man, is if you take out one ingredient, well, then you're done. The whole thing's done, man. Like if you take out butter from a hollandaise, then it's not a hollandaise anymore. But if you take out lemon juice and, you know, cayenne or paprika or salt or pepper, it still remains a hollandaise, man. So you can have all this salt and pepper and all this shit, but if it ain't butter and egg and a little bit of liquid, either acidic like vinegar or even just water, then it ain't a fucking hollandaise, bro. <laughs> man, and he's doing that hollandaise sauce comedy, bro. Right down to the nuts of it, bro. You need every single word in that joke, man. So it was really cool working with this guy. Like classic American comedian. But not a lot of mainstream success, man, because the guys like that, you can't, it's not like Dane Cook or Russell Peters selling out arenas or Sebastian Maniscalco where you can just go and there's like this overarching personality that you're kind of connecting with. This guy is, it's like a virtuosity. It's like, uh, it's like the difference between like a fucking, you know, regular ass guitar player and like a fucking shred Ingve Malmsteen or something, you know, like it's like like John Mayer versus a fucking Paul Gilbert, which is like, you know, unless you're an extreme guitar shredder, you don't even know who Paul Gilbert is, but everybody knows who fucking John Mayer is because he's just slow dancing in a burning room. But fucking Paul Gilbert's just firing it up like just fucking playing a million notes a second and you're not really going to truly appreciate that unless you're like a nerd ass musician or like someone who's you know just a weird freaky person who's just into that shit <laughs> you know it's like dream theater like how many people who aren't musicians listen to dream theater i would have no like <laughs> who's the there's probably like three guys like the third, the only three non-musicians who listen to Dream Theater. <laughs> I all have a conference every year. It's just Brian and Tony and Clark. And they're just talking. <laughs> See, and if you're not a musician or like even into like rock, you like you don't know who Dream Theater is. <laughs> oh, man. I'm going to put that on the fucking Instagram chop tomorrow. Um, okay, so, that, and then, yeah, I did the shows, it was nice, I got to see my sister, which was super awesome, we hung out a couple times, she came out to one of my shows, uh, with her boyfriend, Zach, and her friend, Jen, and her boyfriend, and, uh, super nice to see them, Edmonton has these bird scooters now, bird gang scooters, 
boom, the motherfucking bird gang. And it's there's these electronic scooters. They're all over Europe. I saw them when I was in Italy. But you can just uh, you just get an app, and it's like Uber, and then you just look and see where a scooter is, and then you just fucking QR zoop it, and then you just fucking take the scooter out. It's a buck to fire it up, and then 35 cents a minute, and you just rip. And the hotel I was at was right on White Avenue, which is like a super, you know, right in the best place to be in Edmonton. And like the liquor drinking district. And then these these <laughs> bird gangs are just everywhere, man. Just everyone's just bird ganging it around White Ave. But the smart thing is they shut them down at 11. Uh, so you can't be all wasted ripping around just bird ganging it. Because that's dumb. You know, like letting people get all drunk at the bar and then hop on electronic scooters that go like 10 kilometers an hour. <laughs> and those things give her too. Like you give it a little rip and you're like, Whoa, man, like we're going like, here we go. <laughs> but the lime ones, they got bird and lime and lime appear to be the heftier ones. And those ones had no time limits on them. So there's just people doubling up on them, just ripping all wasted on them. Um, I don't think Edmonton is really the best place for that. Oh, I saw a fucking, I, I saw the climate change rally with Greta Thunberg all the way from Sweden. It is all wrong. I should not be here. I should be at the local Flusenborg game where I eat my pickled herrings and I, and, uh, and I want a reindeer meat pizza. <laughs> And it's so funny how many fucking Alberta dudes were there to protest their climate protest. It's like, bro, you're so fucking stupid. <laughs> they just drove all their trucks up from Red Deer an hour and a half north into Edmonton this, just to fucking protest some 16-year-old girl. And they were running. All these climate guys were just like running fucking. Oh, my, no, my battery light is flashing red. Holy fuck. Well, I hope this records. We might have to shut her down early on the flashing red battery. Um, <laughs> oh, the pre counter protest. It was cool. There's like 10, 12,000 people there. It's like some Obama level shit, man. This like fucking celebrity. And all I was thinking was like, man, you should be bringing this inside in an arena and charging a hundred bucks a head for, <laughs> for your climate change talks. Like Al Gore, what are you fucking doing? You're supposed to be making money off this shit. <laughs> Buy a new coat. That, that <laughs> You need a new fucking jacket, man. That blue, you look like a fucking, like you fucking, I don't know, like some kind of mountaineer. But she doesn't fly an airplane. She took a boat here, 15 days on a carbon neutral boat. And now it's like, now how are you going to get home? <laughs> I do not fly. Like, yeah, right. You're 16 and you're never going to fly in an airplane ever. Like, no way. I am down with the message, though. I just think it's funny that these guys, she came here to talk about climate change and dudes who work in the oil and gas industry were protesting her. It's like, why are you doing that? She's not protesting the oil and gas industry. She's protesting climate change. Uh, you, If you're an oil and gas worker and you're protesting climate, someone who's protesting climate change, then you're directly admitting that you are responsible for a large majority of climate change. And that you are having a greater impact on this earth than you should be. Um, so by your own admission, you're fucking dumb. <laughs> oh, okay. My battery's going to die. I want to talk about fucking these gay monkeys. Uh, you guys hear that? Okay, time for Big News with Drew. 
okay. So I hope this works. I this isn't even a fucking uh, newspaper article. It's a Wikipedia entry, and it's about this monkey called Titus. He was a gorilla. I keep saying monkey. He's a silverback gorilla. So the gist of this is that Titus was four years old. Um, he a uh, male joined his his group named Beats Me, and then him and Beats Me. Uh, got uh, got shunned from the group, and so then it was just Titus and Beats Me for eight years, just these two lone silverback gorillas roaming the mountainside, um, you know, together, and they were observed by scientists their whole lives. They just watched them. They didn't fuck with them. And then they got they were doing some gay stuff when it was just the two of them for eight years, and so Titus and Beats Me, they got a tight bond. They were homies, and then they were out there on the road for a long time together, the two of them. So, you know, shit went down on the road, but then five females joined the troops, and um, and then a bunch of other uh, males came and then Titus and Beats Me ran off, Beats Me ran off the, all the chicks and then it was just Titus and Beats Me and then the five gorillas and Titus became the alpha gorilla because that's how they work or whatever, like humans, you know. And then and then he was banging all, all those chicks or whatever. But then Beats Me was like on the side, like slanging side dick unbeknownst. So the scientists were like, wow, this is crazy. Like they like he's like trying not to get busted by Titus for like banging his one of his wives, you know. And then so but whatever, it's they're still gorillas, right? They don't know like who's who's like kid it is or whatever. They're not going to Mari, Gorilla Mari. <laughs> Gorilla Mari. That would be funny. Oh, man. Uh, I can make a racist joke there. Um, <laughs> or just did I? Whatever. Fuck you. Uh, so they're doing some gay shit. And then whatever. They got the thing. And then they and then they got a bunch of dudes were born. And then they ran. And then it was the two of them. But like Titus and then Beats Me. And then a while, after a while, like six or eight more years, Titus was getting older. And Beats Me is like, yo, it's my time to shine. So then he like took over. And then him and Titus got in like a, a, like a fucking fight or whatever. And then he died. And then his son came. And then what happened there? Oh, and then, no, and then he split off in another group. And then fucking his son usurped Titus. Titus and, and his his and his and group game. And then Beats Me had his own group. And then Titus's son killed Titus. And then came back to the old group, Beats Me, to like avenge his father and like take back his like group or whatever. But then that never worked. And then fucking a new challenger emerged. Someone else, uh, I don't know, another kid. Anyways, it's like Shakespeare, bro. Like, there's, like, two bros, and then they get kicked out at a young age, and then they're on the road for eight years, and they're doing some gay monkey stuff, and then they finally find, like, five chicks, and then they start this whole city together, and then and then the guy's like, it's my time to shine, finally. Like, I was the one sucking your dick on the road. Like, you don't remember when we were together when it was me and you, brother? <laughs> and then, yeah, fucking A. So, uh, and then they, and then they fucking leaves and then the old guy goes and then he gets usurped by his own son. He's like, you were too weak. You were too weak. And then he fucking usurps and he goes, I'm going back to get what's rightfully mine. And then he gets fucked, bro. It's Shakespeare and monkeys, man. Anyways, that's the show. Thank you for watching. I love you. Doo -doo.